millions of Christians face intense persecution and risk their lives for the sake of the gospel. Vom Oz Radio supports persecuted Christians, giving a voice to the testimony of those who have been denied a voice. Our programs inform and encourage Christians in Australia and around the world to mobilize and to stand with our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to Vom Oz Radio, Voice for the Persecuted. Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and we are on the phone this week with another of our single-name guests, somebody we will just call Brother Mark in order to protect his security and protect the work that he's doing. Brother Mark is a gospel worker active in North Africa, active in the Middle East, and we're going to hear about his work. Brother Mark, welcome to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you. I'm really glad to be there with you. Brother Mark, it seems like the first question I ask everybody I talk to these days is about coronavirus. How is coronavirus affecting the countries where you are most active and the countries where you're in constant contact with our Christian brothers and sisters? Yeah, in fact, uh, coronavirus has impacted our region in a, in a very intense way. And we have a lot of uh, friends and colleagues and partners uh, and even my own brothers. I have two brothers have been affected uh, badly from uh, coronavirus, but uh, they are okay now, thank God. Um, in fact, it affected us to have offline uh, gatherings, uh, but uh, it didn't, didn't stop us to communicate and still doing the work uh, through online between um, our partners and between our target audience, which is the Middle Eastern and North African countries. And I have heard some stories, and I, I think I think there's some reasons for this that we can explore, but just the fact that uh, during the coronavirus, during the lockdown, some ministries have experienced a lot more contact with people who are curious about the gospel. Have you heard some of those stories as well? Yes, I heard it. And actually, we, we are one of the ministries have been really, uh, because of coronavirus, and, uh, we have like two departments have been really uh, expanded in an, an amazing way. One of them is a digital media or digital ministry, okay, which is um, because of the coronavirus, because the churches have been closed and no gatherings or offline. We, our team became uh, extremely, extremely busy and also impacted, okay? I would say uh, hundreds and thousands of leaders and pastors all over the North African and Middle Eastern churches. Uh, we experienced that in our ministry, especially in digital media, and also between MDBs, most of the ground believers. One of our leaders uh, said that uh, people interested to be online more than offline, okay, which is... Very interesting for me, too. And I think, you know, my perception, and, and you can kind of tell me if, if I'm right or wrong on this, is part of that is because of the lockdown, uh, people are very isolated. And so there's not that sense of embarrassment for a, a Muslim to be asking questions about Christianity. It's not like their friends are all there with them saying, hey, you shouldn't ask that question. They might be all by themselves. They might be locked in their home for a long period of time to, to keep the virus from spreading. But that's giving them opportunity to ask questions that maybe they wouldn't ask if there was other people watching. Uh, I do agree totally. Absolutely. Uh, you're 100% uh, right. 
And also I will add to that uh, uh, the fear of coronaviruses and what could happen to each one of them. And then they start to ask and question what, uh, what would happen if we lost our life, if we passed away, what would happen to us? Is it which way, which, which one, okay? <laughs> Who is right, okay? What, 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 let's ask some questions we couldn't ask directly or uh, openly or between in front of people. Now I have the opportunity to be myself and I can ask any question, I cannot anybody, uh, nobody will stop me, especially also the, the government thinks the internet in an amazing way too, supported the internet thinks because they want people to be busy, at least uh, not putting a lot of pressure on the government to reopen the country. Interesting. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Mark. He is a gospel worker in North Africa and the Middle East. Brother Mark, let's give our listeners a little bit of background about you. How, how did you come to be a follower of Jesus Christ? I became a follower of Jesus Christ in 1982. Uh, at that time, I was 17 years old. I was a normal Christian guy attending church, uh, but I didn't take any step in my relationship with God until one night, okay, after an occasion happened to me, and I, I entered my room, and I asked the Lord to come to my life and change me, okay? And since that time, God had changed my life, and since that time, I started to grow my faith and uh, be uh, active in my church, and then in 1990, 82 after uh, 88 years, after uh, accepting Christ as a Savior, I started to uh, to serve the Lord full time. And how did God grab your heart for Muslims in the Middle East and, and really call you into reaching out to Muslims to share the gospel? Yeah, I, I believe because of uh, when you grow, when I was growing in my faith, I, I start to understand when I was attending the church, honestly, the church didn't focus a lot. The church was uh, I was attending didn't focus a lot uh, taught on uh, evangelism or uh, or uh, the need of to be in the Great Commission, be active in the Great Commission. But uh, until uh, when I uh, start to join um, to be full time with one of the ministries, okay, one of the largest ministries in the Middle East and North Africa, okay, and then I start to know how important to serve the Lord between your neighbors, between Muslims, between Christians, what well, doesn't matter, the background, um, uh, and then and how can you reach them with love and respect and at the same time boldness, okay, with uh, your beliefs as that Jesus is the only way to the heaven. And um, because of opening of my heart has been open and my, my eyes, on how important to share the good news with the people you love. And I love my neighbor. I love my Muslim friends. Actually, when I was in high school, the majority of my friends were Muslims because in Egypt, we lived together okay, as Muslim and Christian, the same building. This apartment is Muslim. This apartment is Christian. This is the way I have been uh, living when I was young, that's why God grabbed my heart because I was part, I was just laying between them. At the same time, I got a change in my heart on how important to share uh, the good news with the people you love. And I'm sure you've had experiences of, of Muslims who are thrilled to hear the gospel and love Jesus and want to follow him. 
you've probably had some experiences where someone was very angry that you would try to convince them to leave Islam and to follow a different pathway. How do you respond when when the person you're witnessing to becomes angry or even threatening towards you as you share that message? I think my my response, and I like the idea of response, not reaction, I do understand. Understanding his view, understanding his uh, his reaction toward uh, my talks to him about, because he is a guy. Uh, since he born, he he knew just one thing, one thing, and and then you are here after twenty years of his practicing such uh, beliefs and convictions, and then you're trying to uh, help him to uh, even just to stop following that and to another path. It's not easy process. And when he is angry, when he's really upset, I do understand and I uh, don't respond back uh, with an anger attitude or uh, uh, tough words or even tough facts. I still, uh, because there is, there is a space of negotiation and argument there, because to take a decision to follow Christ from Islam to Christianity, from following Muhammad or Islam to follow Christ, it's not an easy decision. It's, it's a process, it's a journey, it takes time, it's a lot of frustration, and you, used to, you have to control your uh, negative feelings or negative response. And I usually, I, 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 I was dealing with this with more uh, understanding, and I don't respond back with anger, I, don't, I respond back with understanding his frustration and why he's angry, and I try to answer his question with respect and love and helping him to discover by himself too. I really like what you said about a response, not a reaction. Uh, something that is more thoughtful, something that is more understanding, not just immediately reacting to what's said or reacting to what happens. Uh, I think there's a lesson there for us uh, as American Christians, as Western Christians, but certainly as we're witnessing, as we're sharing our faith, respond don't react. Uh, I think that's a great word from you, Brother Mark. This is Voice of the Martyrs Radio. I'm Todd Nettleton. Our guest today is a gospel worker in North Africa and the Middle East. For his security, we are just calling him Brother Mark, and he's been sharing about some of what he sees God doing in the midst of this pandemic. You know, getting to know believers from other countries is such an important part of our faith walk. Conversations like this help our compassion and empathy for others to grow. They help us know how that we can pray more effectively. The Bible says when one part of the body suffers, we're all supposed to feel that. But how do we do that if we're disconnected from our brothers and sisters in hostile and restricted nations? You can also read powerful stories and learn more about believers in Jesus when you subscribe to the Voice of the Martyrs magazine to help you pray for our brothers and sisters, uh, to help you, in the words of Hebrews, remember the prisoner or remember those in bonds. The Voice of the Martyrs magazine is a great tool to help you do that. Brother Mark, I, I want to talk about some of the specific countries where you're active and where you have contacts who are spreading the gospel. Uh, let's talk first about Mauritania. Last time you were with us, 
One of the countries you encouraged our listeners to pray for was Mauritania. I understand recently there have been some Christians who have been arrested in Mauritania. Can you kind of give us an update on on what's happening in that situation? Yes, uh, thank you for bringing that. Uh, Mauritania always on my heart. And um, recently uh, we have two people uh, have been arrested because they were distributing uh, evangelistic uh, flyers and uh, lectures and uh, in, 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 in Mauritania. They were living in Senegal, by the way. They, they fled Mauritania to, uh, to Senegal because of persecution. Uh, one of them had been uh, beaten a lot and uh, threatening a lot. Then he left to the north of Mauritania and then he left to uh, Senegal. But they have, they have an invitation to go back to Mauritania to do some evangelistic work. During that uh, distribution, have been arrested. And then according to the, the, the law in Mauritania, they are under Sharia law or Islamic Sharia law they will lose their life. We, we, yes, we try to help as much as we can. Uh, still, they are, they are still in jail until now. They didn't leave the jail. And their family is going through a very tough time. And we are praying and hoping that they would release them. But there is no news until now. They're still in jail. And nobody knows what would happen at all. So are both of these brothers, they are former Muslims? Yes, they are former Muslims. So they could be accused of apostasy and potentially face a death penalty. Absolutely. This is, this is, the, the, this is what we are expecting. But we are praying okay, for God to make a miracle and interfere and releasing them from their hands. They are still is... in jail until now. Brother Mark... Are there specific ways we can pray for them? Uh, you, obviously, knowing their situation, just help us know how to pray. Pray for their families. They are really going through a very tough time. I mean, think about a wife. And by the way, both wives are pregnant. And, and oh, they wow. almost the due date is very close for delivery. And uh, they are suffering uh, mentally. They are really, they are really under a huge, of, a huge pressure of fear, uh, worries, and uh, financial needs. And they, they have nothing to stand up with them because of even they cannot tell people about it because you cannot share about my husband and he's in jail because of, they cannot say that. They, they feel like they are lonely, okay, and because they cannot share it with anybody. But we have access to, uh, to the right people to uh, give them any kind of support. Uh, and we communicate uh, with them through people close by them. Pray for the, their families. Pray for just to be released. This is the, the, the most important prayer request, I would say now. Just pray for uh, God give them grace and God interfere and uh, releasing them from, uh, from the jail in, uh, in Mauritania. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Mark. He is a gospel worker active in North Africa in the Middle East. We've just been encouraging you to pray for two Christian men who are currently in prison in the country of Mauritania. We want to encourage you to pray for their wives who are both pregnant, to pray for them as they are in prison, and to pray for their release Brother Mark, I want to ask you a question because you, obviously you're training gospel workers, you're training church leaders across that part of the world. You know they could be, like like these two brothers in Mauritania, you know they could be arrested, you know they could face persecution. How do you get them ready for that? How do you prepare them 
to face persecution, but to face it victoriously rather than letting it defeat them? I believe the change always is starting with your conviction and beliefs. And that's why we, we help them a lot to understand. And through our training, we focus a lot what that means to be Christian and the expectations because of your decision to follow Christ, especially if you are coming from a Muslim background. And then we are helping them to be ready for uh, that kind of persecution when it happens. This is our one of our uh, training uh, tools we are providing and uh, make it like clear because unfortunately some of them, they feel like they have uh, uh, wrong expectations. Like, you know, everything would be okay with them and they will grow up in their faith and, uh, and the relationship smoothly. Uh, but the reality is not like this. Uh, we work a lot on their mind and their heart and then building their conviction biblically. And then when it comes, they can deal with it in a mature way and in a Christian way. But brother, it's not easy. Okay, but this is the time you see the reality of the Holy Spirit working in our life. And I think of, you know, in, in the case of these two men in Mauritania, it's the government that, you know, they've been arrested, they're in jail. It's the government that is persecuting them. But I know in a lot of the Middle East, a lot of Muslim nations, the persecution that you face first, before the government gets involved, the, the first line of persecution is typically your own family. It's your father. It's your brother. It's it's somebody in your family. Do you think that kind of persecution is in some ways harder to deal with than than the police or the government? Oh, yes. Because at the end, they are your family. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it's not just stayed in that circle of family. They tell the police. Um, because this is a big shame for the family, uh, especially if you start to practice your beliefs as a Christian uh, after you uh, you were just left Islam, and then you're doing ministry, you're doing evangelism, you're doing the discipleship, you're an active Christian. That brings shame on the families. That's why the, the real persecution it happens inside your family, inside your home, and I will surprise you, uh, in such a country as one like Mauritania, persecution happens from people. They were saying we are Christian, but they were not Christian. They were just planted from the government. At the end, the government, they use many trickies or many stretches to arrest um, the, any, the, the new believers, okay, or NBBs through planting spies on, between the groups. And that happens a lot, a lot in Mauritania, too. Uh, that's why in Mauritania, one of our strategies to have a trainings or meetings inside Mauritania, you cannot sit with more than 15 people, and you cannot uh, spend with them more than two hours. Okay, and then we do it this way, 15 two hours here and 15 two hours there, 15 two hours there, you know, just make it rotated. Because more than two hours, you have been really, the possibility to be arrested is really very high, um, because this is against the law. So no, no more than 15 people meeting together and no more than two hours for a meeting. Uh, you can imagine how long it would take then to, to really disciple someone and really train them up. Uh, it would take many months just with those limitations. Yes, this is for safety. Uh, that's why we, the first training we did with Mauritania, we, 
we did it in, in Senegal. We brought them from uh, Mauritania to Senegal, and we had our training there in Senegal. Just to protect them, to protect, protect uh, them, the, yes, the for work. Protection. It, cost, it cost us a lot, but it saved them a lot of uh, hassles and, and risk. This is Voice of the Martyrs Radio. We've been speaking to a guest that we just call Brother Mark. He's been helping us get to know some of what's happening in the Islamic Republic of Mauritania. I hope you'll respond to what you've heard today by praying for believers in that country. In fact, let's pray together right now for some of the things we've heard today. Father, we thank you that your kingdom is advancing in the Islamic Republic of Mauritania. And Lord, our hearts are heavy as we've heard about these two brothers who are in prison in Mauritania. Will you be with them today? Will you encourage them and strengthen them, keep them whole and healthy? And Lord, we pray that they would have opportunities to be a witness, that they would have opportunities to share the hope of Jesus Christ, the assurance of where they're going to spend eternity, uh, that they can be a blessing and an encouragement even as they face hardship, even as they face persecution. And Lord, I pray for their wives, these two women who their husbands are in prison, they are pregnant, they are getting ready to deliver babies. Lord, I pray for them. I pray for safe delivery of these new members of their family. Lord, I pray that you would just protect them through that delivery process. I pray, Lord, that you would be husbands to them while their husbands are in prison. You have promised to do that in your word. And so I just pray that, that they will sense your presence and know your love in very special ways, even, even right now in this moment as we are praying for them. Lord, we pray for all of the believers in Mauritania. Give them strength and courage and protection. Lord, I pray that the church will be able to meet together that they will have time for fellowship and worship and studying God's Word and be able to grow together as the body of Christ in that country. Lord, I pray for new believers in Jesus who are deciding when to tell their family members, when to tell their friends, I'm not a Muslim anymore. I'm following Jesus Christ. Lord, supernaturally give them wisdom and discernment to know when and how and with who to have that conversation. And Lord, I pray that that conversation will be a doorway to ministry and a doorway to more people to hear the gospel. Lord, we just commit our brothers and sisters in Mauritania to you, and we thank you that your kingdom is advancing in that nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, Brother Mark told us about what's happening in the nation of Mauritania. He also ministers in Sudan. Next week, he's going to be back and share some of what God is doing in Sudan. Some really amazing, really encouraging developments in that country. I hope you'll join us right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Christians in hostile nations may live far from us. As believers, we know that we are one with them and part of the body of Christ. As such, we can't ignore their suffering. If the Holy Spirit is impressing you to know more and support the work of Voice of the Martyrs, please visit our website at vom.com.au. All donations of $2 and more are tax deductible in Australia. This has been a production of Vom Oz Radio, Voice for the Persecuted.